every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time time. for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Producer's note, as I am floating around producing this thing here on the Tuesday edition of the show, what you're about to hear is a live show that myself, uh, Joe Marino, Damian Parson did at the Cedar Street Social Club down here in Alabama, Mobile, ahead of the Senior Bowl uh, practice today. We did this last night, and we have a conversation about the players at each position with the most to gain. So we go position by position, and we talk about a player for each of us. So a pretty lengthy conversation, a fun conversation that I think you all will enjoy. But just wanted to give you that producer's note. Maybe you missed it from the show yesterday. But we are all uh, not going to be together for each show this week. It is going to be a combination of all of the people at TDN. So today's show, you got Joe, you got Damien, you got me. Tomorrow, everybody will be back. It'll be a dude show once again. But throughout the week, you'll hear everybody uh, from the TDN staff uh, as a part of these conversations. So just wanted to remind everybody about that. That's what you can expect this week here on the show. And before I hand it over to Joe, myself, and DP for our full-length conversation uh, live last night, uh, from the Cedar Street Social Club, I do have to tell you because Joe is not going to do it. I got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, the UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fast and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. And here's all you got to do just head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo. Promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Damian Parson. We're your host from the Draft Network. And Damian, we are live here at the Cedar Street Social Club in downtown Mobile, Alabama. Yes, Senior Bowl week is here, but... As important as Senior Bowl week is, Damian, it is National Eat Your Brussels Sprouts Day. Let's celebrate. How, how are you feeling about Brussels sprouts? Are you in? Yes, I'm in on Brussels sprouts. Uh, I don't think I'm going to partake in the day for Brussels sprouts, but I am a fan of Brussels sprouts. How do you like them prepared? Roasted, a little balsamic glaze on top, some bacon yes. in there? Bacon and balsamic glaze. Oh, where are you at on Brussels sprouts, Shub? Joe, if I uh, if I gave you um, betting odds on <laughs> Chris Huber being pro or anti Brussels sprouts, what are you taking? You know, uh, I don't know that our friends over at Bet Online have a a line for this, but I I can pretty much guarantee you are not eating Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I don't think I don't I'm taking think the over. Yeah, I'm not not a big Brussels sprouts guy. I do appreciate two things, Joe, that you still have brought the uh, the, the day of the week to the table here, the, the national day. I appreciate that, and more importantly, Damian Parson, I would like to welcome you officially for the first time ever since its inception on Draft Dudes. You are a part of the King of the Hill attendance leaderboard. And guess what? Joe's here. Yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You're here. Mm-hmm. Do we all know who's not here? I, 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 I What's my, wait, is something head. missing here? Something <laughs> appears to be missing. I'm, I'm looking across from me. There's an what, empty that, chair. 
Okay. And that chair normally would be filled by one Kyle J. Krabs. And listen, I don't care that his flight was delayed. I don't care that he, that he maybe had some travel issues <laughs> right? today. There are no excuses when it comes to the attendance record that we have here. So, Kyle, you're out. DP, you're up the board. Welcome in. Okay, and I'm the new leader in the clubhouse. You are Let's the new go. leader in the clubhouse. Right. And the good thing for you is you are on the schedule for the remainder of the week for drafting. Wow. So we're rotating I'm going to run away with this. I'm going to be on most of the shows as well. DP's going to float in and out. But I think by the time the week is over... Kyle's going to be out. Wait, Dame's, Dame's going to float? I, I thought you were the guy floating around. No, no, see, I'm sitting here. You see no, me. I'm, I'm this is where he's th- do you see Dame, do you see this guy? He's over here twisting knobs. You think he's actually doing something? Or is he just trying to look like a you know very professional producer? I think I think he's being a professional producer. Right, I'm going yeah. to give, give that to my guy, Big right. Shoop. All right, this is usually the point in time where we try to focus on some football here. Not, not sure how long we just um, – Went on about nothing, but <laughs> it is Senior Bowl week. Obviously, my favorite week of the year. I mean, right. I feel like this is you know we got the Super Bowl coming up, right? That that that's a big deal. But watch the Super Bowl's coming yeah, up. Yeah, heard, heard about it. Go Birds, right? Go Birds. The, uh, the Andy Reid Bowl. The Go Andy, Birds. The Kelsey Bowl. The Kelsey Bowl. Go Birds. Go Birds. Okay. All right. Go Birds. Sorry, Joe. Get us back on track. Um, we get like a last week of football, right? We get practice. We get a game. Mm-hmm. We get an opportunity for these prospects to really put some good stuff out there as they're in front of all 32 teams competing against the best of the best. And so on today's podcast, what we want to do is take a position by position look ahead of practice, which starts tomorrow Yep. and identify the player that we feel has the most to gain this week. And, and that can mean a lot of different things. And so it should be fun for us to kind of explore that, through each position here on right. the podcast. Chris, get us going here. Well, we have, you know, practice starts tomorrow. We've got three days of practice. It should be a lot of fun to, to see the evolution as the week goes on. I think that's my, my favorite part of this. So as we set the stage here, I think the thing that I look forward to the most is this idea that as the week progresses, these guys are going to get better and better and better. Yeah. And, and you're going to see the evolution of a player. On Tuesday, they're going to look like one version of themselves. Yeah. And by the end of the week, they are going to look like a different version of themselves in probably the best possible way. And they are going to make themselves a lot of money this week. That is a good point. Thank you. I, like I, I, I think sometimes we put so much into that first impression. Mm-hmm. And it's important, yeah. right? I mean, it's important. You've you, you, you got 16 different coaches represented on the coaching staffs. All of the teams are here with their scouts, right? Everybody sends a contingency here. There's a lot of media members here. You know, we're here. All other draft media people that cover this year round are here. So there's a lot of eyeballs. There's a lot of attention. It's going to be on the NFL Network. It's going to be on ESPN. So, yep. yes, the first impression absolutely 100% matters. But guess what? You got an opportunity each day to better yourselves. And I was talking with uh, Ray Garvin, who's here with us at, at the Draft Network this week, and I was telling him, I, I, listen, this is a job interview for all of these guys, but it's a job interview for these guys every second of the day. It's not just what you do at practice. It's what you do in the meeting rooms. It's what you do when you're having breakfast and lunch and you're talking with these coaches. There's always an opportunity to impress. And that, to me, is the most important thing. You're going to have multiple opportunities, not just on the football field, to impress. So that's what I'm looking forward I to. I think was as big what you said is that it's yes, there's a first impression, but you want to make the lasting impression, right? Like the last day, the last day of practice, you want to be the guy whose stock is buzzing and going into the game. And then you solidify, you stamp yourself as I'm the guy of the week or the dude of the week. If you see the play on words, oh. that, that's it right there. If Kyle was here, he'd be pushing that button that goes off in my ear. I, you know, look, 
The show's upgraded already. No soundboard here today. This is wow. fantastic. <laughs> really smooth. <laughs> what's what's going start. on right now? Um, all right. So we're going to go position by position on, on both sides of the bowl. We'll, we'll get to, through as many of these as we can here uh, for the podcast. We're also doing a live show. These live shows are going to go on a little bit longer. So hint, hint, everybody. If you're here in Mobile, you're here for the Senior Bowl, come on out and see us. we got shows on Wednesday and Thursday. You'll be able to hang out with us and listen to the full show live. What time should they come? And in person, 6 p.m. local time here uh, in Mobile. We're hanging out for two hours each night uh, doing the show here. So you're going to see a, uh, a, a different version of of the show here on the podcast feed, but for all the people that come out and, and, and hang out with us here, uh, you're going to get the full two-hour show. So we'll get through as many of these as we can for the podcast. And guys, let's start on the offensive side of the ball, and I think the obvious place to start, because I think it is the most interesting position, but in a different way than it was a year ago, start with the quarterbacks, because I think last year there was a battle for QB1. It was the battle royale. It was who's going to be the guy that cements themselves as that top guy, uh, gets them the most money, gets them that first-round selection. It ended up being Kenny Pickett. Yeah. This year, I think this group of quarterbacks, they are filling a vacuum. There are the four guys that are going to be taken in round one. There's a vacuum that needs to be filled on who's going to be that day two guy. I think the person who's going to fill that role is going to be the person that wins this week. I have a trivia question for you guys here okay. to, to really get into this because I like what you Brussels said there. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, Brussels sprouts, <laughs> I think they're wonderful, okay. by the way. Big, big fan. Um, when was the last time that there wasn't a quarterback in Mobile that was selected in the first 100 picks of the draft. So you're, you're asking me, the last time at a senior bowl, there was a quarterback that was here that was not selected. Yeah, there was no the top 100, 100 quarterbacks. 100. I mean, we got uh, – I'm just off the top of my head, I'm trying to go back in time, Dame. I, Justin Herbert, so the year he was here, uh, he was the top 100 Chris, pick. Chris, we, we, we don't have this kind of time. Dak been, Prescott. The year Dak Prescott was – I can't remember. No, there, was. We, there was guys. It's been 20 years. Every what? year for the last 20 years, there's wow. been a top 100 quarterback <laughs> – in Mobile. Okay, so then, so then, so then, there you go, folks. You're going to see a top 100 well, quarterback play this week. Well, I think you, no, I think you are. Well, <laughs> as we get into this conversation and we talk about the quarterback with the most to gain, you know, I'm looking for which one of these guys can enter that conversation because we had a really candid meeting with Jim Nagy about the Senior Bowl, and he, we did a roster, you know, discussion on every single player, and you know, a lot of a lot of honesty from Jim in that. Hey, we're talking about a lot of guys that are more early day three players. And so who can crash the party? Right. And and here's my guy. This is the guy that I think has the most to gain. I think it might be Jake Hayner out of That's Fresno a great State. Call. That's a great call, Joe. I, like I, I think that he can really step in and meet this moment. He seems like a guy that's pretty unshakable, right? And I think that's going to help him. But I think he's the type of player that can come in here. It won't be too big for him. And he will just throw catchable footballs, not try to do too much play within himself, and show a level of consistency that maybe some of these other guys won't be able to deliver. Now, they'll probably trump him with physical skill and all those type of things, but I think the guy that can come in and be consistent all week and really elevate and help themselves in this in this class is Jake Hayner. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe. Jake's a guy, uh, as the president of the uh, mid-major fan club. Right, uh, Fresno State, obviously. Fresno State. There's a lot going yeah, on. Ma yeah, massive mid-major program. I, I think a lot of people probably aren't staying up late to watch Fresno State football. Why are you right? pointing at me? Right? Well, because it's you. Because yeah. you, are the, you are the guy that's not yeah. staying up late to right. watch Fresno yeah. State I'm football. I'm sorry. I and go to sleep at 9 o'clock. The, the, uh, <laughs> the game he had against UCLA, yeah. that's, the, that's the marquee tape where you see the gamer. You see mm -hmm. the guy that's gutting it out. You see the guy that maybe isn't the most talented player on the field, but he's – 
but he's smart enough to know, I know how to get my team back in this game. I know how to put us in a position to succeed. So you're right, Joe. He's a great name. I'll throw a name in the mix because I think he's the favorite of this group uh, to be that day two pick, and that's Jaron Hall uh, Mm -hmm. out of BYU. I think he's the guy that you look at and you say, man, this is a guy that if there's going to be a QB5, if there's going to be a guy that's going to be that first selection on day two, Mm -hmm. potentially sneak into the back half of the first round, if we go on a bit of a quarterback run and somebody gets a little antsy, I think Jaron Hall's a guy. That was actually my pick was Jaron Hall. I think about when you you look at – what he's going to be able to showcase out here this week, the arm talent, the the, the far hash throws, the, the different skill set that he has. We all know he's a dual threat guy. A lot of people have comped him to uh, kind of a less dynamic Kyler Murray in terms of his play style and his mobility and everything. But he's got a really good arm. He is accurate on all three levels of the, of, of the defense and of the field. So you're talking about a guy that has that physical, those physical tools to be able to come out here and really make those throws in front of these NFL personnel, the scouts, the who, the GMs, or whoever else is here, to have that strong week and have that strong game to close out and leave that lasting impression. I think Jaron Hall is the guy that is probably the favorite for that. I am ready to be hurt by a BYU quarterback <laughs> once again, Joseph. I am ready. I am embracing that this week. Do you want to know why you're willing to say that? Okay. Because you understand that we don't helmet scout in this world. Exactly. And that there's nothing about Jaron Zach Hall Wilson. And Zach Wilson. Right. They're, they're two the same. uniquely different human beings. Right. And that's and that's a very important thing. Right. But I, people, dude, people get hung up on that. They do. And I think it's important to take that across the board this yes. entire week. Do not helmet scout because a player is from this school right. and this school doesn't normally produce this type of player. Don't do that. And don't do it in the opposite way. Right. Don't right. be don't be like, oh, this school always puts out right. these types of players. It's yeah. a guarantee. We, we, Case in point, Ohio State corners. Yeah, right? Look, that used to be the thing. Right, right. Man, you might want to stay away from these guys in right. recent years, right? So exactly, a, a very important uh, distinction. So, I, you know, it's a group that I think there's there's an opportunity for the taking, and so I'm excited to see uh, who develops themselves. Uh, a, a position group that I'm very excited to talk about. I know my my guy DP is because he's a running back guy. Joe, huge running back fan, probably number one <laughs> running back fan in the world. I like running backs. I just don't like investing <laughs> premium assets in them. Uh, and that's that. That's the position we'll go to, and it's the, the same question for all these positions. The guy that we think uh, has the most to prove, the most to gain who, who can really shine this week and so dp you're the running back guy I'll, I'll let you kick us off here and i will tell you don't take my guy yeah don't take my guy don't either t- well I, if i'm going i'm going next on i'm taking your guy so don't take either one guy. of your guys so i'm kind of going to stick with my brand which is kenny mcintosh the running back from georgia i think he has the most to gain and really to solidify himself as a day two pick in this mm-hmm. class right last year we saw rashad white come out here similar bit height weight build and skill set the ability to make these linebackers and safeties look worse than they should in these one-on-one passing drills but also he's good in pass pro and he's a good run just a good runner overall so i think for me i got to stick with my guy i've been kind of the the, the hype train for him for the past couple months uh, i love his game i love what he's going to bring to the table and i think he can really solidify himself at worst is day three, I, uh, uh, round three. I think he may be able to slip into round two. Uh, I would like to pass a motion. Okay. Permission to say two names. I mean, you're the producer of the podcast, which pretty much puts you in control of everything. Correct. So, yeah. Tajay Spears, mm-hmm. running back out of Tulane. You want to definitely make sure you take my guy. Game ma- took my guy. So uh, that that's one. And Cameron Peoples. Mm. running back out of uh, Appalachian State. I was, had an opportunity. I got here a little early with everybody, and I was sitting in the hotel lobby, and uh, it was the day that everybody was getting here, and everybody was walking by me. Cameron Peoples walked by me. 
He's a, he's That's a big a man. Brick house man. He's yeah, a brick house, yeah. a fridge, whatever you want to refer to him as. <laughs> he could run me over. He could run a lot of people over, and he is an imposing force. And so I'm excited. Uh, listen, I am the mid major guy. Not a lot of app state that gets watched I, I all it, the time. Man. Uh, but again, to continue that brand, he is somebody that I've got circled that I'm going to be paying close attention to yes, this sir. week because uh, there's an opportunity there. So there you go, Joe. You, three names off the board. You got to go someplace else here. I don't have to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Kenny McIntosh. I know that was Dame's pick, but um, what, what's exciting for me about Kenny McIntosh and what's hard for running backs at all-star events because there's no tackling. There's You're not going to show contact balance. Yeah. You're really not going to see vision, right? Those are the two most important traits in a running back, contact balance and vision, in my opinion, one mm -hmm. and two. In the, in the order, I didn't say it. So vision and then contact <laughs> balance. All right, that's most important. You can't really show that in this scenario. What you can show is pass catching ability. Mm -hmm. And and. Pass protection. Yes, I think that's important. Those two, those two things could get you drafted. Yes. If you can Polo, be an every Jamie and Pierce, right? If you can be an every down player Correct. because you do those two things, you can right. catch passes out of the backfield and you can protect. What wasn't Damian Pierce at Florida an every down player? What did right. he show in Mobile that he's an every down player? Every down player, every down player for the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. Kenny McIntosh, I think, has that. I mean, really good receiving skill yeah. set. Um, Five hundred yards. I have it right here. Let me look here. No, I have a different thing up, but. A lot of production catching the football, good route runner, good hands. And, Dame, he can pass block, right? Yeah. I know can. you did the deep dive on him. Yeah. So I think those things can be, you know, at the forefront this week. And he's got good size, right? He's a good runner. And so I think that this could be a player that teams look at as a potential starter and really proves a lot of those peripheral things that matter this week in Mobile. We're in a league now where passing is king, right? And I'm going to throw a name out there, and I'm not comping any of the players this week to that guy, but this is why this guy is so successful. You need to be an Austin Eckler. Yeah. You need to be a guy that can run the ball really hard, but also you give your team an extra element in the passing game that, uh, that the defenses have to account for. Well, guess what? You're going to have an opportunity to show that this week. And so who is going to grab that brass ring? Who is going to be able to showcase that skill? That's going to be, I think, the, the big winner of the week. Um, wide receivers. Mm. I mean, you guys know who my name is going to be, so, yeah, but so please don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would say please don't for you. I mean, Oh, do, okay. I mean, do you feel like... Do you feel like that's the player with that has the most to gain? There's probably a case to be made. Well, right now he's not being looked at as one of the top three wide receivers in this draft class, and I think talent-wise he is. So I think from that perspective he's going to have an opportunity. I'm obviously talking about SMU's Rasheed Rice. Um, you know, he's not viewed in the Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Jackson Smith, and Jigba tier, right? There's a clear tier break there that we're talking about with those three guys. I think he should be in that tier. I really do. I think he should be in that conversation. I'm not sure I don't like him more than Q. Ooh. So then you're, you're agreeing with me that he should be in that conversation, and I don't think he is. Yeah, I, 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 mm, I reserve the right to change my mind, but I don't be surprised <laughs> if I have Rice higher than Q. Right, you do. I'm just saying that the yeah, consensus yeah, yeah. right now doesn't Understood. necessarily trend yeah, in that direction. I think he's just a much more complete player. And guess what? He has an opportunity to play this week well, and continue to showcase the physicality, the ability to 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 catch the ball. Right, that was a big thing for him. The drops over over the last couple yeah, of seasons. Yeah, he fixed and, it though. He, there, was he, three, no, no, there was three. There was three years ago. People, you know what I mean? Like last year, I think his drop rate was under two percent, and right. this year it was like eight point three. His drop rate for his career is eight point eight. Right. You can live with that. Yeah. Right, but it was a problem, and right. he has shown the ability yeah. to correct it, and exactly. that's an important yeah. feature. So yeah, I think there's a lot to gain from him. But uh, but Joe, in the in the spirit of what you're talking about, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with a different name. Uh, you can go first, though. All right, my, my name for wide receiver, the guy that I think can, can help themselves the most, is Dontavian Wicks from Virginia. You that, might have stole DP's guy there. Dude, you might have done it. Did you really? I, we, no, you didn't. Okay. 
that Virginia offense was an absolute mess this year, which is a pretty big indictment on Tony Elliott because there wasn't a whole lot that changed. They pretty much brought everyone back, minus their center. (laughs) And and, it was was tough, man. It was tough to watch. It was Mm -hmm. tough, tough to watch. But if you go back to 2021, Dontavion Wicks was a dude, right? I mean, route running, ball skills. He's got good size, gets in and out of breaks. I don't know. Maybe not great for catch, but there's a there's a cerebralness about the way he plays the game. There's a, a know-how. And just the timing was completely off this year. And, and so you want to – you know, I, I'm looking forward to asking him some questions about that this week. You know what I mean? But I respect this man's game. And I think getting outside of that Virginia shell and everything that – went down offensively with them this year, putting him in this situation, I think he is absolutely going to shine. DP, I got two names, so I think oh. you're I, no, I going to be able to, to stay clear of my guys, so you can go, because I don't think you're going to steal either of my guys. So I'm going to Princeton wide receiver. You stole one of my guys. <laughs> Andre Isovas. I think I pronounced that correctly. Brother, I'm, I'm ex- last year, we, we came down here, and Christian Watson was that smaller school, mm-hmm. big body, super athlete that shined, right? And he... He got drafted with second round by the Packers. Andre, to me, is the exact, is like a, almost a carbon copy. So for me, like you're talking about coming from Princeton, out here to Mobile, at the Senior Bowl, with the ability to face the type of talent at corner, and if he goes out there and wins these reps, guys, it's going to really do a lot for him. Because we know the after track background and everything else he brings. Now you show off the polish, the route running, the hands, the separation as well as the release package when you're facing these guys in one-on-ones, you talk about up elevating your stock. I, I'm, I'm all in on Andre having uh, the ability of having the most to gain this week. I'll give you two names, right? <laughs> still going to give us two names. I'm still going to give you two names. I pivoted and added. Who knew Chris Schubert and, and was just brimming with takes <laughs> on the senior I'll club. give you one because it goes back to a conversation we were having a little bit earlier about, about helmet scouting, right? right? Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State, right? There's, there is a uh, – Hakeem Butler is a name that comes to mind as a guy that was, you know – thought of to be a, a highly touted wide receiver and got drafted by the Cardinals and it never really panned out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that same stigma kind of kind of creeps in a little bit when we talk about Iowa State wide receiver. So there's an opportunity there. And I'll go with uh, Jaron Hall's wide receiver one at BYU, Puka Nakua. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the guy that's I got to watch this week. I mean, we, we talked about we, it. Yeah. We talked about him and we talked about him from the context of finally being able to get eyes on him because we haven't gotten the opportunity to. And so, again, you're, there's going to be a theme with a lot of the players that I talk about. They're going to be these guys from mid-major schools or smaller schools that maybe don't get uh, the national attention. They're West Coast schools where a lot of people aren't staying up because you know what? This is their opportunity in front of a national audience to raise their stock. And so, you know, I think I think it's important to touch on these guys because they don't get that love during the season. And this is their opportunity to really shine. Um, tight ends. It's tight an interesting ends. group. Yeah. Please, Joe. Well, so most again, that's our, our lens that we're looking at through this through. I want to bring up Oregon State's Luke. You Musgrave. know, man. You know, hey, this is a hot name. Here, yeah, guys. I know. It, it, what's because weird about him being a hot name is he played two games this year, caught eleven passes. <laughs> Last year he caught twenty-two passes. The year before that, twelve. I mean, there's not a lot of production here to go. And Dame's over here, the regional scout for Oregon State. Like, yep, yep, it's preach on it, Joe. <laughs> well, Joe. Well, Joe, you you just got here, but he's been here, um, and we yeah. got here a little early. You can tell who he is. You notice, six, six, you notice yeah. when Luke Musgrave walks into a room, okay? Well, I mean, that's what it's – I mean, clearly it's not the resume. It's no, the it's, physical it, skill. Right. I mean, you, you're seeing some conversations with him as a potential top three tight end. I've seen him mocked in the first, first round, round by some of the bigger he's, draft he's, names out there. He's some people's tight end one. Brother. So – Here you go. You want to – I mean, 
if he's got that type of, of sizzle going into the week and he comes out here and proves that he's healthy and does all the things that there's belief he can do, I mean, if this guy comes out of here as tight end one over Mayer, over Darnell Washington, over uh, Kincaid, who's hurt, can right. be here. I mean, that would be one hell of a glow Talk up, about my stamping guy. Stamping yourself as dude of the week, right? Like that's right. The, that's the that's the possibility he has. And for me, I want to talk about Payne Durham. Okay, from Purdue, you know, um, a guy that reminded me a lot of Charlie Kolar in a way, like just a big body guy, solid route runner, tall, red zone threat. He blocks hard, and, and just being able to come out here and perform and and really showcase. His full skill set. He's not going to be the the like Luke Musgrave is a hyper athlete. So no, Payne Durham's not going to give you that four 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 five speed, but he does have a lot of redeeming qualities that you'll look for in a tight end to uh, similar to a Charlie Kolar. So that's one. That's a guy I think that can come out here and really help his stock this week. My tight end, DP can attest to this. Had an opportunity to talk oh. with this young man earlier today, yeah. Cameron Latu out of Alabama. Yeah. How's his FIFA game? His FIFA yeah. game is pretty good. He and, I, he and I had a chance to play who, some FIFA. Who, who, who I, I did. I did beat Cameron. We don't okay. have to really talk about that too much. He, he was, he, Adjust your scouting reports. Right. No, 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 no. He, Chris already, Schubert beat him he, at he FIFA. I, he's, he's, already a compi- he, he's a competitor. He's, he's already he's, he's already challenged for the rematch. We'll probably sneak that in at some point here over the next couple of days. <laughs> uh, but I think the the opportunity here is there's a lot of focus when it comes to the Alabama offense on Bryce Young. There's a lot of focus on Jameer Gibbs. Uh, there's not a lot of focus on the tight end room there. Uh, in, in, in Alabama, let's, let's be fair, right? Cameron Latu, I don't think, lived up to the production that we expected him to have in that offense. But in this group here that's here in Mobile, yeah. opportunity to shine, opportunity to He had some work. big catches, man. Yeah. Big catches. Strong-handed kid. But no big goals against. Chris all right, Schubert easy. We don't. We don't. We don't have to constantly <laughs> go down that path. Um, let's lump all the offensive linemen together. Is that oh, all right, or do you want to imagine? Do you want to separate? No, it? We can separate. I, it. I was sitting here the whole time, like, okay, Chris is going to make us lump the offensive line together. But, um, all right, Joe, give me, give me uh, left guard. Listen, you want to just go? You want to go down the list here? <laughs> I'm excited about these offensive linemen. I'm not going to lie. Um, the guy with the most to gain. I think it's Cody Moss. No, Joe, that's my guy. <laughs> out of North Dakota. Yes. You looked at me, and, I mean, like, you gave me, like, the permission no, to No, it go. was, because I didn't think you, out of all people, I thought there was going to be other go names ahead, on your list. I'll pick a different player. No, Talk no, about it's, Cody Moss, convert uh, tight end. Listen, I will tell you. Have you seen him already? I have seen him. Man, I can't miss him. That hair? Beautiful. Oh, well, how's the beard? The beard is excellent. <laughs> and just on that alone, He's I'm gonna excited. He's going to win the week, by the <laughs> way. And, and just because yeah. of that, I'm excited to see him this week. Okay, so <laughs> you can you can actually talk about him now. If so you Cody, like. Co- what's exciting about Cody Mock? Obviously, North Dakota State uh, getting a chance to really level up. Although I think we've learned North Dakota State plenty of NFL talent coming through there. Um, but I mean, you look at this inventory of offensive linemen that have come through there. I think he might be the best. Um, he is a converted tight end. The athleticism shows. You, that's one of the most obvious things on tape is this guy has range, uh, really good coordination and control, and there's a nice temperament about him in the way he executes. Now, I don't think he's going to have the length to play tackle in the NFL, but as your left guard, you know, somebody that you're going to tap into their mobility, my goodness, man, you're going to love that right? and what he's going to bring to your run scheme, what he's going to bring to your pass protection schemes. Um, obviously, I think there's a – the NFL loves these, like, you know, Midwest corn-fed boys that block. You know what I mean? And Block trees. Brother. That's <laughs> like Quinn Miners. Damn right. So I think he's going to kind of fall right in line there. Yeah. And I think he's a top 50 player, but could he be the Cole Strange this year? Can mm. he sneak into that late first? 
Yes. Good week here, man. I yes. think it's possible. And it's some rumblings that maybe he's going to snap a little bit. Mm. So we know we need centers this year. I think he's a tailor-made left guard. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm going to go to Maryland, man. Jalen Duncan. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy that he has all the traits, but someone we were really high on, the, you know, as a group uh, after the summer scouting, you know. And it's like you look at the the frame, the height, the weight, but he's athletic, Joe. Like, Chris, like he can move. So it's like you think about having that physical – ability in that frame and in that body and he can come out here and really shut things down in these one-on-ones be physical and aggressive in the run game displace guys right whenever they do go to those sessions i just want to see him play consistent i think that was the thing that we talked about was just consistency for him if Jalen duncan can be consistent all, all like all week this is a guy who can really push himself right back to that because at one point, we had him in the first round of our, in some of our mocks. Yeah. So I don't know if he, he may not be able to get there. But He's I got first-round physical, physical skills. skills. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah. So it's like if he can go come out here and be consistent from day one, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, yeah. you know, Tuesday, all the way through the week, even through the game, and really where it's like live bullets are flying, yeah. right? I think he can really help himself, man, because that physical tool, we, we talk about it, right? The unteachables. He has the things that Got you it. can't teach. Yeah. Now it's all about, all about putting that consistency, snap to snap, day to day. He can do it. I'll give you a guy who might have already proved himself in a big way. You weren't here. Uh, I know you were here because you saw the tweet. Yes. Did you see yeah, Dewan? Dewan Jones's Dewan wingspan? Rare. Rare is a very nice way to put it. And to me, in a class right now where there is – a argument, a discussion, a conversation to be had about who's going to be the first tackle off the board. Is it going to be a Paris Johnson? Is it going to be a Broderick Jones? Is it going to be a Dewan Jones? This type, again, he's got to go out there and play all throughout the week, and he's got to showcase himself. But that's a good first step if you're trying to win on the margins. You know what it's not unlike? It's not unlike the defensive end edge rusher conversation from last year. Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's it's Trayvon Walker. Yeah. It's the yeah. guy with all the length and all the movement skills, right? It's not necessarily the most refined like right. an Aiden the month necessarily the, you know, the, I think pretty complete player and, and versatile player in KT. No, they wanted the guy that had the most physical upside. And and that could be Dewan Jones and like he's th- what is 360? Yeah, 350. But dude like he carries it. Mhm. And he, I mean, he's powerful like you'd expect him to be. And there's a, there's a, he's a lot to get around. Yeah. But I think he, he's got, he's not like a slug in terms of movement skills. No. The guy, the guy can absolutely move. I, I, I think it's important for us to note here for this conversation. This is one of those position groups where there's, there's a lot to gain because there's a lot of guys here, right? This is not like a quarterback where there's only six of them. It's, a, this is a bigger group, obviously, because we got two teams and we got, you know, five starting offensive linemen for both teams and then some. So I think it's an important note here that there's more beyond just the three names uh, that we mentioned that, you know, have a lot to prove and, and should probably be on that short list. Um, gentlemen, shall we flip to the defensive side of the ball? We, we shall. Don't, we're not doing all the defensive linemen in one. I'll tell you I, that. I have them. I have them separated into edge and defensive okay. linemen here on my list. Does right. that does that satisfy the yeah, Joe Marino we're, standard? We're, yeah, we can't we can't rush this. All right. How about we start with the edge rushers? Okay. Dame, you got one queued up. I got mine. Yeah, Joe's is Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. You know, and, you know what? I was sitting here saying to myself, everyone's going to think I'm going to say that, right. so i got to pick I somebody. All right, so, that, so consider that mine then since I mentioned him. And, Joe, you can go. I don't want to talk about Keon White either. I DJ Johnson out of player. Oregon's another guy that I think. All right, let me, let, me, let, me, let me do talk about Keon White if I can. I keep stealing Dame's guides from his region. <laughs> um, Keon White, 
defensive lineman. I think, I mean, can we call him an edge? Okay. Uh, yeah. Really interesting glow up. Came from uh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion, right? He was like 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. Goes to Georgia Tech, gets up to like 290. On Bruce Feldman's freaks list, yeah. I mean, some crazy size converted and athleticism. Converted tight. You love mm-hmm. all the stuff there, right? What suggests a lot of upward mobility for what he can develop into. But a guy without a lot of buzz, I mean, Georgia Tech's been pretty disappointing. I think they won three games in each of the last three seasons, like the right. Jeff Collins thing didn't really work out. But that doesn't mean this guy can't play. Right. And, and I think that this will be a really good showcase for him where, like I said, not a lot of eyes on Georgia Tech. I know they're ACC Power Five. They're not in, in the mid-major conversation here for, for Christopher. <laughs> but I just think it's a big stage for him and a really good stage, and, and, and I think people will become really familiar with what this guy brings physically. And I know that you've done the deep dive on his film, and, and there's it's not just physical skill. The guy can play. No, he absolutely can play, man. So you, you look at that, that frame, right, and the athleticism that he has in it, not just to carry, which I've talked about numerous times, to carry a running back vertically on a rail route, a wheel route, side down the sideline, step for step, stride for stride, hip to hip at 290 pounds, but then the ability to reduce inside and beat up interior offensive linemen with quick, heavy punches and reduce, you know, and really win and soften those edges to get to the quarterback. Like his old Dominion tape, I'm not even going to lie. I loved what I saw from Georgia Tech, but I absolutely loved his old Dominion stuff. At the, at the lighter weight. Yeah. At the lighter weight because he was so twitched. And, and and he moves so so much free more free in that situation. And he moves well with the weight that he because he carries it well clearly to run forty yards downfield with a running back. But um, I, I love him. That's one of my guys, and you guys know that. I want to take a guy from you know our fellow scout Keith Sanchez from LSU, Ali Gay. You talk yeah. about a hop off the bus type of guy, big, long, physical. He looks the part. I want to see him out here, man, because that's a guy that, Joe, I think we've all wanted that breakout season from him. We got the breakout game against Mississippi State yes. a couple of years ago. We have three sacks, like double-digit pressures. You're like, okay, LSU's got uh, the top. lights on. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but it did. It wasn't consistent. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He really popped for me when I was watching Broderick Jones and Warren McClendon versus LSU in the SEC championship game and how he was able to really get into these guys, man. Quickness, power, length. All of it. You talk about a guy that has all those physical tools, but consistency has always been the thing. So it's like, man, I think he has the most to gain out here because he comes out here and dominates these one-on-one sessions, reduced inside or off the edge. This is a guy that can make himself some money. I got another guy, if you will permit me the floor for just a second. Joe knows that I think this guy can have a big week, and I don't want to put this kind of pressure on him. I think this guy can have a Jermaine Johnson-type week. Ooh. Isaiah, Isaiah. Johnson, oh, Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame. Oh, okay. I think, when you said Isaiah, I was like, okay, my guy, McGuire, let's go, baby. <laughs> no, I, I think Isaiah Foskey can have the Jermaine Johnson week. I really do. I think this is a, 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 a guy who was productive each and every season at Notre Dame. He set the Notre Dame all-time sacks record. This guy was productive. And I think there there's an opportunity here because there were – I mean, DP, you can attest to this, and Joey, he was probably in yours. I don't remember offhand. But this is a guy that we were routinely mocking in the teens mm-hmm. in mock drafts. And he kind of maybe fell off towards the back half of the season, and this is an opportunity. Uh, and I said this to you earlier, DP, before, before the show, earlier in the day. 
the hype train gets to leave the station here. And this is the real hype train because there's football being played. There's film. There's This is where a real hype train can leave. And we saw it with Jermaine Johnson last year. The hype train left the station here in Mobile for him to be uh, the guy. And, and then on draft night, we're all looking at each other like, why is Jermaine Johnson falling? What are we, right. what, what's, what are we doing here? I think Isaiah Foskey could have that week again. That's that's high praise, and, and I understand that. But I still think he can have that impact where when you're watching, you notice him out there. And that's what I think. That's that, not a bad call. Yeah, I, I think he's in line for a big week. Let me drop uh, another edge rusher in here because I feel like I want to bring a new name to the table. Tennessee's Byron, Byron Young from Tennessee, man. This guy's got the stuff. He's quick. He's flexible. He's long. He's got good play power. Great story with uh, you know a guy that was working. In, I don't want to say it was Dollar General. Might have been like some so, some yeah. re- some type of retail job. Uh, went to the JUCO ranks, and it was during the COVID year where they canceled their season. And so he kind of put some practice tape out there, and all of a sudden he got just tons of Power Five offers, like big SEC offers. Goes to Tennessee and becomes a really dynamic pass rusher for them, and. He pops every time you watch. Yeah, him. he really does, he pops. man. And, and we, you know, like I think we have a lot of edge talent this year. Like we, we're probably going to have pushing twenty in our top one hundred. Edge and corners, man. We'll get to the corners in a little right. bit. Edge but. and corners. There's going to be half of it's going to be those two position groups. But like, make room for for Byron Young because the guy <laughs> can play. And you always know when there's these guys that have this like this glow up, this like kind of unexpected path to get there where you just know it matters to them. Something different about them, right? Mm-hmm. Just the way they play, It's a, it, it, there's, there's no effort concerns. These guys play their asses off, and I, I feel good about Byron Young in the week that he's going to have. And maybe, you know, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say that an SEC pass rusher from Tennessee that was in the college football playoff discussion all year long right. is kind of underrated. But, you know, we talk about the offense. We talk about Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and, and spread and all that stuff. But they got some guys on defense – and Byron Young's probably their best prospect. I think he gets lost in the shuffle. Like you just said, we probably have like 20 yeah. in our top 100, and, and, and this class is so deep with talent, and it's it's and it's great, right? But there are names that are going to get lost that people don't talk about, and Byron Young is one of them. And you know I'm a big fan of his after watching this tape, that, that explosiveness, that the power, the twitchiness, man. Like you talking about a guy that can come out of this winning and destroying one-on-ones? Byron Young, Byron Young is the guy that, that I'm definitely keep my eyes on. All right, John, let's make you happy. We're going to go to the defensive linemen. Those interior, interior guys. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's where, it's, you love talking about those guys. So if you want to kick us off. Yeah, the guy I want to bring up is Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. I mean, this guy, he's got all the stuff. I mean, he was uh, – A lot of guys just, have the stuff in your mind, John. A lot of guys I, have you know, stuff. I, I feel like I've said that a lot. <laughs> um, he, and Dame, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that he was like the highest – uh, recruit to get to South Carolina since Clowney, right? Yeah, so there was a lot of hype about what he would be there. And I'll be honest with you, he didn't he didn't live up to that. He didn't. He was an inconsistent player. I think you know going through a lot of coaching changes and scheme changes certainly impacted him. Uh, but physically, he's really really gifted. And I think it's just about unlocking a lot of stuff. And he's one of those players that you look at and say this is probably going to be a better pro than he was college player. And I think that conversation can really start this week. We know that the league is hungry for some of these interior players. Uh, I think it's been really lean the last several years. We go back to that, was it the 19 class where we got Quinn in and Christian Wilkins and, and Simmons and, and Dexter Lawrence and Ed Oliver, those guys in that group. We hadn't had a class like that, right? There's been maybe a guy, but we haven't had like a big influx of, of interior D-line talent. And 
you know, Pickens with his recruiting pedigree would have suggested that, okay, this is going to be one of those guys. And physically, he has all of that. He just has to develop as a player and, and, and really learn to maximize his physical gifts. But I, I think, you know, the NFL is going to like what he offers. And I think if he can come out here and, and really start to maximize on that physical upside, he can really be a big-time riser. No, nah, I think for me, I, I like that. For me, I'm going to Wisconsin. Keanu Benton. Good choice, yeah. 315, 320-pound, zero, one-tech. Has a wrestling background, which clearly shows up on tape. A guy that has tremendous body control to be able to stand his ground and, and plant his feet and anchor in the run game. But also, guys, like he's not one of those nose tackles that's just like a two-gap or space eater. He's a vertical attacking defensive lineman where he gets – upfield and he gets upfield in a hurry for a 315 20 pound guy so I, I love the power the physicality that he brings setting um setting the, resetting the line of scrimmage right with those those undersized centers and we see a lot of it especially with the influx of zone blocking in the nfl you want to get one of these guys matched up on him one-on-one -on -one, he's going to take those guys for a little bit of a ride and he's going to try to put them on the you know my slogan joe let's dirty the lap of the quarterback right mm -hmm. so i think keanu benton's one of those guys that he's great on rundowns but I believe he has the ability to showcase more in the passing game to be able to put pressure, interior pressure, on the quarterback and really uh, help his stock. Because if he can do that, I think that would be great for him because teams want to run that too high stuff now and take away the explosive passing plays. We saw teams lean on the run this year, say, well, we got to find explosive plays somehow. If we can't throw it over the top, we'll run it right at you. Yep. And with a guy like him, that can solve some of those smaller defensive front issues that we see in the league. My guy, and very quickly before we move on to the linebackers, let's talk about a guy who transfers from LSU, makes a big splash when he gets to Baylor in his first season, but his 2022, not maybe what we expected it to be. You want to talk about a guy with an opportunity to kind of wash away the bad taste that the 2022 tape provided for him, uh, Siaki Aika from yep. Baylor. I think this is a guy who, if he can come here and be the 2021 version of himself, it's going to be in line to, to really move himself up the board. But he was inconsistent at times, yeah. couldn't be on the field all the time as a starter there in that Baylor situation. So we'll see. He's a guy that I've got circled because he came onto the scene strong in the Big 12. I think he won the defensive newcomer of the year in his first season in 2021. And then 2022 didn't necessarily live up to, I think, what we all thought it could be going in. And so, again, those are the types of guys you look at and you circle and say, okay, here's an opportunity. Up, up against the best like of the best, show me what you got. I like it. Linebackers. I feel like I've went first in the last several. So, All right. So I mean, I got. I, I'll just. I mean, I'll just throw you out the names that I'm looking at. Just from. Well, I mean, I got my name, but. Oh, I thought you. I thought you wanted me to filibuster for some. No, time no, I just wanted to not go first. Oh, I felt well, so. DP can go first. DP is our. You, you haven't know, taken any of my guys. One of the longest, bit, though. Ten, like the, one of the highest attendance streaks. Going third, right now. Third highest right. draft dude's attendance streak. Right. We should it probably reward this guy the floor. I right. on the back, but I do show up for the job. That's right. Uh, <laughs> don't take my guy though, DP. There's no chance Kyle's listening this deep. No, not at all. He's not going to say anything about this. I'm going into Keith's region again. I'm going to go to Texas. DeMarvian Overshone, former safety converted to linebacker, rangy, athletic guy, wears, has more wristbands than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Michael Jones from Syracuse might have something Touché. to say about but it. DeMarvian, I mean, unbelievable. He, it's it's, it's yeah. a close race. You can't miss him simply from his exceptions. You know, I appreciate that, though. When you're watching yes. All-22, you get a distinctive thing like that. You make yourself stand out, <laughs> and I appreciate that we're watching tape. But no, yeah. I think for him, man, just – like I said, the sideline to sideline range, the ability to drop off in coverage and attack, and attack the line scrimmage as a blitzer. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in those coverage um, reps and those one-on-ones and things like with these 
You talk about Kenny McIntosh, like that's going to be a tough ask. And Tajay Spears and those guys. But DeMarvin Overshaw has the athletic ability, the frame. He looks good. And I think he, he plays pretty good football too, especially for a guy that's not used to for, you know, his whole career playing that close to the line of scrimmage. Because, I mean, we, we've seen Isaiah Simmons in Arizona. And right. one thing he talked about when, when they moved him from, like, line, like off-ball linebacker to stand-up edge, he said, man, you got to process the run much quicker this close to the line of scrimmage. So I think that's that's something that was uh, was big for DeMarvian as well, coming from safety to linebacker. So I'm looking out for him this, this week. Joe, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking a guy that I know is in your region because I know you scout this school. At least I think you still st- scout this school. You take my guy, Chris. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to take your guy. Are you going to talk about Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati? Yeah, go right ahead. Go okay. ahead. No, I, I, this, is, this is a question for you. No, no. Since yeah. Cincinnati in your region. Right. This, this, this guy, compare him to the rest of this class for me because I look at this group of, of linebackers and I look at a golden opportunity for somebody to shine. There's yeah. not a guy that you immediately circle and say, that's, that's the best player in that yeah. group. And so I look at a guy, surprising me, taking a mid-major school. By the way, the backup option was going to be Dorian Williams from Tulane. So we were going to go mid-major either way. So, Joe, we'd just love to pick your brain a little bit about a guy that I'm not super familiar with, but I look at Cincinnati as a mid-major. I circle that, those, those names pretty quickly. Yeah, Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. Uh, he, he transferred in from Miami of Ohio and, and had a really, really strong Another mid-major, yeah, Miami of Ohio. Mid-major to mid-major. <laughs> Um, probably a first-round caliber prospect, right? <laughs> that type of background. Um, great season, like I said. Uh, rangy, really, really urgent football player. Um, he's exciting. He's got some rush ability. They they blitz him a ton. He's a gap shooter. So I, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see him in some opportunities where he has to carry some routes vertically. Where I think he has the athleticism to do it. But you know, obviously they they rushed him a ton this year. Um, a little undersized, but there's a lot of fight in him. So I like I like Ivan Pace. I think it's a good name to bring up. Um, my guy that does, I want. Does he have the stuff though? Listen, <laughs> got a lot of good stuff. I'm not sure he has all the. Does stuff. your guy have the stuff? Uh, my guy is maybe has the stuff. It's a uh, Servasier Dennis mm. out of out of Pitt. Um, yeah, a guy that you know I've had Pitt for a few years, and, and I love that about our process because you you kind of really get a chance to to see their year over year growth. And I thought Dennis really turned it on this year for Pitt and showcased good instincts. I thought he's always had good instincts, but a better finisher, played off contact well, uh, really saw his range. I think he's got good coverage ability. Um, and I, I think that Pitt defense in a lot of ways translates, especially their back seven. There's been a lot of guys that are like mid-round picks mm-hmm. that wind up being like good starters yeah. in the league. And I think that could be Servassier Dennis. And this could be, like you said, it's I don't think that this is a super strong group of linebackers here. But somebody's got to emerge, right? That's the, yeah, that's, and I that's think I think Servassier Dennis could be like that guy that is the Mike linebacker that calls the defense this yeah. week. And that would be big for him, you know, as uh, coming out of here and, and for his overall draft stock. Talk about the corners. We got yeah. three. We got three groups left. Three groups left. Corners, okay. safeties, and then I'm gonna get my friend Joe's thoughts on all the specials that are here this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm a little underprepared for the special teams conversation, but that's what I love about. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Don't do the show before the show, <laughs> right? Joe. Right. We were doing the show. Uh, cor- go ahead. Guys. I'll, I'll go first okay. w- with corners because we we can. I'll set the table like this for this conversation, right? And then I'll just throw my name out there, and then I'll get out of the way. We we talked about it when talking about the edge rushers earlier, right? We think the edge class is really deep, and you said Joe, what, with twenty or so names right now in yeah. the latest TDN one hundred. Well, guess what? There's. Uh, 
crap ton of corners in there as well, right? There's a big lengthy list. And so I think there needs to be, remember earlier in the show, I was talking about the vacuum at quarterback. Yeah. There's no vacuum at the corner, at the mm -hmm. corner situation. I, it's just fluidity, yeah. which is guys are moving up and down the board and nobody has really cemented themselves. I think you could talk to eight different scouts and get eight different names as to who the top corner is in this class. I really, truly do based on the conversations you have. I'll give you a guy, not really in that conversation for round one, but I think really, really can solidify himself. It's one of the top names in day two. Brent's corner mm. out of Kansas State. I think there's an opportunity here for that kid to come here. Every time I watch him play at Kansas State, and you know me, watch a lot of Big 12 football, being a West Virginia guy, he's physical. And I think there's an opportunity this week, again, that fluidity of that board. This is your opportunity to separate yourself. This is your opportunity to carve out your space on that board. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to say that he's as athletic as Tariq Woolen or Sauce Gardner. Like I don't oh, think easy. that's that's like no, me no. doing the Jermaine Johnson no, no, thing no, with yeah, Isaiah Foskey. Be careful. I don't. I don't want to be. He's not as athletic as those players, but I think frame wise, he's pretty comparable. And I think when you, I mean, the NFL, there's trends, right? There's trends, and I think seeing those two guys as legit rookie of the year candidates is going to maybe help a guy like Brents. Well, the, yeah. the knock on Tariq was that he hadn't played corner for. For right. long enough, and with Sauce, it was: is he going to be too grabby at the next level, and is he going to commit too many penalties? Right, those were the two knocks right. on both of those guys. And those two guys came into the league, and they went to systems that really solidified right. their skill sets. And those guys thrive. And those systems are out there, right? right. It's and, not like it's. But it's, not, it's not like it's just Seattle and New York, right? right? There are there yeah. are teams that are going to want to look at hundred percent and look at those those types of players. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Julius Brents can can fall into that category. So that that's a guy for me. Man, I'm gonna tell you again. I keep going back to Keith's region. I'm going to Florida State. Jamie, is it Jamie or Jamie? Jamie Robinson. I don't know why I was about to say Jamie. Jamie Robinson, safety out of Florida State. And you think about what we saw last last year here with uh, Jalen Petrie, right, and what he was able to do to convert that to that Houston Texans secondary. He was actually, even though he wasn't the highest name or highest drafted DB, was, you know, Stingley out of LSU. Um, I'm really rolling with, with, with Robinson, man, because he can do a lot of the different things in terms of covering in the slot, tackling in run support, playing too high split safety looks, playing as a free safety. He's that kind of Swiss Army knife in the back end, and he's athletic. And, Joe, I, I, I don't know if you remember, at ACC kickoff, he was there for Florida State. Mm -hmm. and he, they asked somebody in the crowd, asked him, like, hey, what's the biggest difference between ACC and SEC? He was like, ACC has better quarterback play, so better passing games. He said in the SEC – they'll just run it right in your face. He's like, so it's just much more physical. But this is a young man that he's got, like you're talking about mentally, got that, that kind of dog mentality, got that stuff to him. I think he mentally, and from a play standpoint, has that plus the Swiss Army knife type of style yeah. I, I, and the versatility. I'm excited just to see what they do with him if they give him the Jalen Petrie treatment. I have a guess of who Joe's guy is, and I've tried to do this for every position group because I work. You know, well, I have my guy. I do so. the show every day with Joe, and I try to have a good read of as the producer of the guys that I work with. Uh -huh. I have a pretty good idea, and I going out on a limb here. I think you're going to tell us about Darius Rush from South Carolina. Wrong. All right, then it's, I've got no other <laughs> options. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I was over here sweating the whole time because I thought Keith or uh, Kyle or Damian was. I, I you thought just, you just went through like four staff members you know, there before you got to Damien. Who's friendly? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that you were going to pick this player, and then when you said you were going to Keith's region, I was like, "Oh yeah," because I'm going to your region, oh, really? and I'm picking Caillou Blue Kelly. Uh, DP uh, talked about him earlier today yeah, for something that we Stanford, did. Stanford so. man, like, um, feels a little bit forgotten right now, mm -hmm. doesn't he? Like yep. a lot of hype for Deontay Banks and 
Uh, but Joe, this is the corner class. Like it goes back to the conversation yeah. before. Like it, we just yeah. go through the cycle where like you just forget a guy for 15 minutes and then you go, oh, wait a minute. Like I, I didn't include him. And then you have to go, you're like, okay, I got to rearrange the board a little bit. Like really good man coverage corner, ball skills. He tackles, he's physical. He's he's loose and athletic. I mean, I'm not sure what boxes he doesn't check. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to be as a corner. You know, you know, guys, I, I was just sitting here thinking about this. I don't know why that thought only just dawned on me now. The, these corner wide receiver one-on-ones are going to be fun. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. These yeah. are going to be fun. Yeah, and, and, and the receivers present a lot of different skill sets. I think you've got some, like, smaller, twitchier, explosive guys like Trey Tucker and, and, and Tank Dell yeah. and uh, uh, Darius Davis from TCU. you got some size, right, with some of these players. Yeah. Uh, you think about Hutchinson and Yosevis and um, – Roger Higgins. Higgins, He's good like lord. Hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, like, the, the like do-everything types, with, you know, with a guy like Rasheed Rice. So there's going to be different ways that these guys can be stressed and challenged. And right. so – we need it, man. We need we need exposures that are going to help us separate. Yeah. Right. Pun intended. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm excited for that. Um, now, do you you gave us a, a safety. So, and we gave corner. So, I do you want to get into a, a corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't realize I gave a safety. My bad. I just was excited to talk about Jamie Robinson. You, you uh, got but, your list ready to go, and you just jumped right. ahead. It's okay. That, that, that is exactly what happened. Uh, so now, looking at corner. But now I know he can't take my safety now. <laughs> That's a very important thing. You are correct. My safety, my safety is safe. Your safety. My safety is safe. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to go over to and this, you know, to, to Oregon State, which is in my region. Rayshon Wright, the younger brother of Nashon, who was drafted a couple years ago to the Dallas Cowboys. Talk about tall, long drink of water, like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, high hip corner. And, and, and I tell you guys, you put on that USC tape, him versus Jordan Addison. Initially, you're thinking, man, Jordan Nass is going to present a matchup for this young man that is not going to go over well. Well, he kind of shut him down. You know what I mean? And the, and the way that he the way he played him, moving in the slot with him, he he was up for the task. And you like to see that kind of dog mentality and, and what he's looking forward to. So I think for me, man, just with him, you talk about those smaller – I'm going to tell you something. This, this, this corner class has a lot of guys that look like Sauce and Tariq in, in, the, in the sense. Guys, tall, again, you you both have done this. Just like, be careful. Just be careful with that. Just physically. One's a top five pick. One's a fifth round pick. You know, it's just <laughs> well. Listen, the, the, we don't get. We don't need to get into the Tyreek thing. That was but just a, from a physical standpoint. It's a, this is a tall, long corner group. You talked about Brents. You look at Rayshon Wright. It's a lot of guys who are tall and long in, the, in this class, man. So I think he is a guy. Then these one on ones. You talk about Trey Tucker, Tank Dell. If he can go out there and mat, mirror and match these smaller receivers. I think he's going to really help himself. All right, Joe, I'll let you go for safety because I don't think you're going to take my guy. No, I'm not going to take your guy because you're not going to pick a guy from Georgia. <laughs> you're right. I'm not going to pick But you do any... share a first name with this Ah, uh, you're going with Christopher Smith. Yeah, there yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't a know good... if his middle initials P like yours. <laughs> it's a good pick, though, Joe. I can't. <laughs> you can tell everybody about Christopher P. Smith because I think he's in for a good week this week. <laughs> uh, you, you know, with, with safeties – uh, I guess we're we, he's a safety, right? Yeah, we'll call yeah, him a safety. Yeah. Played corner in high school, but now yeah. is a safety and for Georgia. Did a lot of filled right. a lot of different roles and all that type right. of stuff. That coverage ability is going to show up this week, right? And I think that's going to that's going to help him, especially when he's going up against these other, obviously the the same offensive players, but with the with the safeties that that are here, mm-hmm. I think that that mirror and match ability is going to move the needle. And I think everyone knows he's a smart player that can play in zone and. He could be a plus one guy against the run. He's physical despite not being super big. But that man-to-man coverage skill, that that can separate a safety. 
And um, I think that puts him in in line to be, you know, a guy that can really gain a lot this week. Also, here's just an overall theme that go, goes beyond this conversation with Christopher Smith. It goes to all of the players. Versatility is what's going to help you this week as well. Oh, yeah. And so having that ability to be able to be plug and play and, hey, coach, I'll go over here, no problem. And to be able to be that kind of guy, that's going to make you uh, very have, have a very successful week. I'm taking a guy from Dame's region. <laughs> Give me a guy who you want to talk about being a ball hawk. How about four interceptions? How about six passes defense? How about a three-sport star in high school ran track? This guy's going to be flying all over the place. And, of course, he's from a mid-major. Give me J.L. Skinner out of Boise State. Saw him in the elevator. This is a, this is a tall boy. This is this is a guy. Chris Schubert got here early and just hanging out with the players. Right. I mean, well, geez, hanging out with me. Just, this is what happened. You walk. I want to stay home and watch the conference championship. Listen, I watch those. I watch those games too. But Jail Skinner, this is a tall kid. This this kid is a is a ball hawk. Like I mentioned, four interceptions, six pass defenses. Uh, I, again, I think an opportunity this week to really emerge and and be an impact player. So I'm lo- looking. For, I love that pick. He's on my. He was on my short list. You can ask Joe last week on the show. I, I had my sleepers. He was on there. Because the one on ones for him could be big mm-hmm. in terms of showing the coverage versatility. Because right. he has the size and athleticism. Can he cover these tight ends? Right. You know he's got the speed. You know mm-hmm. he can if he if he can keep with those guys. He's going to be able to get his hand in there. Right. But the question is, can he be able to carry them the exactly. length of the field? Like Joe talked about with Chris Chris Smith. He's a plus one in the run game too. Right, man. Joe, can I get the full specialist breakdown for my good friend Joseph J. Marino? One one thing I'll say about my specialist breakdown is I gain a lot of insight watching them here. So normally my I get special teams takes, but it's usually after this week. And usually like last year I went to Shrine and then Senior Bowl, and we had not to like go off on a thing here, but we had some really friggin' good kickers and punters in last year's draft, right? Like we we set the record for punters, right? Rightfully so. Um, but I had a, such a good feel. Like I was, t- I was hyping up Stonehouse coming out of Shrine, and like this guy was unbelievable. We, you know, there are lots of good punters, and so this is when I get to see him in person. And you can, you, I like watching them, and I, you could see just okay, punters, what type of boom do they get? Can they get the ball to flip over? They can, can control it. You know, field goal kicking is obvious to see how explosive is the ball off their foot. Is it, how true are their kicks? So I'm going to gain some insight this week. But the guy that I'm most excited to see is Tr- Chad Ryland kicker at Maryland, transfer from Eastern Michigan. Uh, he hit a field goal earlier this season in a game that I was watching, and you knew that there was something about it, man, just explosive off the toe. Uh, eight, He's got nine 50-plus field goals for his career. This guy's got the leg. I think that he has a chance to be the first kicker drafted. Excited to see him. That's yeah. it. That We've gone through – oh, DP, please. I, 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 I just want to say, man, I always appreciate these breakdowns from Joe about the special teams. Uh, it's, this the is the guy you talk to. This man takes in this. Like, he's a he's a professional. Did well, you guys watch Drew Chrisman in that game? He uh, Maybe the Bengals beat the Chiefs if Drew Chrisman can get some hang time on some of those kicks and Sky Moore didn't get those big returns. I mean, it, it affects football games. There's, there's nothing. I need you to listen to there's this. There's nothing better than going to a football game with Joe. And we'll sit, we'll sit, we'll sit up, and we'll take the all twenty-two angle. That's the angle that we'll sit at to watch the game. And there's nothing like sitting next to Joe when there's a special teams play because he's ready to go and we're, he's breaking it down and we're talking about it. I love there, it. There's nothing better. But that's it. We've now previewed all of the positions, the players that we think have the most to gain, and also the the conversation of players that we're kind of uh, excited to see. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com 
or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.